0: Humanity faces an unprecedented global challenge in the form of climate change. Together, we are striving to adapt and correct, year by year, the misguided behavior that has led us to where we are today. At the same time, we're using our incredible creativity to find solutions to the problem we have created. Removing gases from the atmosphere, modifying rainfall patterns, calling the oceans and, above all, harnessing the exponential capabilities of artificial intelligence to find new solutions. Techno-solutionism is based on the principle that technology will one day save the world. The word first emerged from Stanford University in Silicon Valley, a place where people are striving, day in and day out, to advance knowledge that changed the world. To save everything, click here. Quips US Belarusian intellectual and researcher Evgeny Morozov, an expert in the political and social implications of technology. But joking aside, how effectively and how quickly can we rely on technology to solve our climate problems? Is techno solutionism a mirage or can innovation really save the world? First, humanity created Artificial intelligence or AI. Now, many of us are pinning our hopes to it. But what can AI actually do for us? Zina Volgram from our German partner station RMS puts this question to Veran Meyer, head of digital regulation policy at the Heinrich Böhl Foundation. Meyer has contributed to a book entitled Smart Technology to Combat Climate Change.
1: AI can be used in many areas, for example in the energy and transport sector, in agriculture and forestry, or in political consulting. Artificial intelligence plays a central role in forecasting. By analyzing patterns in historical data, AI is able to make predictions, be they for wind power generation, traffic volumes, or future climate change. These forecasts are in turn very important for power grid optimization, infrastructure planning and disaster management. AI is also beneficial in research, as it can accelerate the experimentation process using AI methods such as machine learning. AI systems learn from past experiments and thus improve future test series, which can also drive the development of green technologies. In addition, AI is helping to develop a better understanding of climate change. By analyzing historical data, AI systems can identify patterns that can help in the development of early detection systems for climate change, and also in adapting to climate change.
0: an AI expert from the Poznan Institute of Technology, picks up on this final point, in an interview with Polskie Radios Katarina Seman.
2: Here, the whole field that deals with this is the field of big data, where, in fact, based on large sets of data, on large sets of observations, we are able to predict certain patterns of behavior, let's call it certain patterns of change. As a matter of fact, we are able to observe certain changes or predict them before they happen. With artificial intelligence algorithms, we are able to observe these changes much earlier and also counteract them.
0: So yes, AI is clearly a handy partner in the fight against climate change. Hungarian climatologist Tamás Gál tells our colleague Sila Adam. Gál is keen to stress that while its real added value is indeed to facilitate calculations and forecasts that were previously difficult to make, it is no miracle fix. But he goes on to demonstrate how much further it can be taken, at least if money permits.
2: At first sight, all these meteorological manipulations may seem like science fiction, but I'd like to stress that they do exist in practical life. You don't have to go far to find an example. In our country, Hungary, the ice damage prevention system is essentially a system that influences the weather. It's essentially a question of interfering with ice formation so that there is no ice damage. It's a system that works, a meteorological modification that works. There are many examples around the world. In China, for example, procedures have been put in place to disperse rainfall during the Olympic Games, but these systems, these solutions, require a level of financial investment that is simply not worth it. It's not worth eliminating rainfall, for example, because although it's a problem, it requires such a high level of investment that it's simply not worth it.
0: So, while AI does not provide a one-stop-shop solution to climate change, it can certainly improve our understanding of it and one day may be able to go further than this. The technology does already exist, however, to eliminate greenhouse gas emissions in the atmosphere. Elisaveta Peneva, a researcher at Sofia University, there is Asya Chaneva at Bulgarian National Radio about how some of these carbon dioxide removal technologies, or CDRs, work.
2: There
1: are There are technologies that can be used to extract carbon dioxide, especially near large factories, liquefy it and freeze it, then store it in hard-to-reach places, old mines that are no longer in use, or the seabed, for example, where it should remain in this state for a very long time. And carbon capture and storage is a particularly interesting technology. Air and water can be used in a chemical process to produce fuel and a car running on this fuel will produce no emissions.
0: This said, even a quick glance at some of the many known methods of eliminating carbon dioxide from the atmosphere – planting trees and crops, encouraging the growth of ocean fauna, direct capture from the air – makes it clear that virtually none of them are for the prospect of rapid change. It can take, for example, more than 30 years for a tree to reach maturity, as we saw in a previous episode. And carbon capture and storage brings with it major logistical complications, such as transport and underground storage, not to mention the cost implications. In an interview by Mart Waldner from Kuku Radio, Erki Anni, a partner at a green technology investment fund in Estonia, says a lot more money is needed before these infant technologies become useful and significant.
2: One of Europe's largest green technology venture capital funds, the World Fund, presented a very informative graph illustrating our current capital needs. Everyone can imagine a timeline from 2000 to 2050. Between 2000 and 2023, investments in green technology have reached the threshold of $1 trillion. Before that, there were just small amounts. To achieve our set climate goals, attain climate neutrality, and have everything go well, quote-unquote, we need to redirect eight times more resources each and every year until 2050. So imagine taking that small trillion, increasing it eightfold, and then smoothly extending that line until
1: 2050. That's the kind of
2: capital we need to achieve these goals. We have the technologies validated, proven if expensive in laboratories today. But to take them from the lab, to large-scale usage, Uh, that's uh, where this capital uh, is required.
0: However, because even less high-tech climate action still requires time and money, the techno-solutionist discourse can appear reassuring. It is often used by climate skeptics, conservative groups and even far-right groups to back up their case that there is no cause for alarm. And that is indeed the danger of techno-solutionism, It encourages inaction. For Meglena Antonova, director of Greenpeace Bulgaria, it's an excuse to delay very necessary changes.
1: In our view, most of these technologies conceal a delay in the energy transition process. They are invested in to keep the companies that generate profits from fossil fuels running so that they can continue to operate in the same way, presenting solutions with controversial effects as an alternative to reducing the use of coal, petroleum products, gas and so on.
0: So, it's just wishful thinking? Maybe. But who knows? new technological developments might turn things around quite out of the blue. Or maybe we will suddenly discover a way of life that is more respectful of our planet. Such as, you may ask, well, Lara Ulčakar, a scientist at the University of Ljubljana and the Joseph Stefan Institute, thinks it's not out of the realm of possibility that we could spread our pollution and our solutions into space. Ulčakar is talking to RTV Slovenia's Lydia Petkovic.
1: If, for example, mining moved into space to mine asteroids in the asteroid belt, we would get rid of this industry. And the long-term goal is to invent effective energy transmission. We could have solar power plants around the sun that would be much more efficient. On Earth, for example, a lot of solar energy is lost in the atmosphere.
0: Perhaps that all sounds a little far-fetched, but Ricardo Conde, president of the Portuguese Space Agency, tells Cristina Nascimento at Radio Sensa that extraterrestrial solutions to climate change are currently under development.
2: There's a new generation of Copernicus being designed, which aims to respond to more and more digital models of the planet in various ways. One of the most ambitious things, perhaps, is how carbon exchanges can be monitored so that we know what the balance of carbon transactions is between carbon emissions and carbon capture. This is something that is still in the research domain, but at this very moment, New sensors are being made and launched to already start testing this technology.
0: Aiming high is all well and good, but perhaps we should start with what's more within our reach. Paulius Petroskas of Lithuania's Innovation Agency says that in order to achieve real technological breakthrough, it is important to kick off the process by deploying existing and proven solutions.
2: We need to understand that in order to move in a creative and innovative direction, we first need to clean up our own backyard. It is a matter of implementing new technologies, those we have already developed, so that we can move on to the next stage. And it is this synergy, the transition from the current technologies, which we need to integrate and renew, that is the way to developing future technologies or products. One cannot exist without the other.
0: Joseph Stiglitz, a world-renowned economist from Columbia University in the U.S., agrees. He tells Gigi Donelli at Milan Radio 24 that rather than waiting for the one big perfect solution, we need to start making those little everyday changes that can help to make a difference.
3: It has to be comprehensive and systemic innovation. Uh, each of us has to be doing innovating in the area that we're we're working in. So, uh, there will be big innovations, you know, the, the, the innovations uh, like the reduction in the cost of renewables by some uh, 75% or more, that's a big innovation that is going to make a big dent, but there are lots of smaller innovations, uh, a little software improvement that makes our energy a little bit more efficient. Those things add up. So every producer in the economy and every consumer in the economy has a role in innovation. I mean, we, sometimes we forget as consumers, uh, we also, uh, how we behave, we can change that. And you can think of some of that is innovation. So I have a very comprehensive uh, approach, attitude towards innovation. And I think it's the only way that we are going to create sustainability with global equity.
0: So as we have concluded time and again in our Green Deal podcast, every European citizen has a vital role to play in limiting climate change and making the green transition work. And on that note, our Green Deal podcast series comes to an end. Many thanks to all of you for tuning in over the past three years or so. But fear not, our network of European radio stations will be back in February With a brand new podcast on the kind of Europe we, and more specifically you, want for the future.